Oh, man, else, man, on it, man, together, synergizing together as one. It's a combination of like bold, scattered, uh, crazy person with elite uh, workout uh, gear and uh, like uh, pills, powders. Wait, I'm sounding like I'm selling drugs now. It's kind of drugs. It's drugs that makes your body potty. That didn't sound right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could get shredded. You can get extra shredded. Shredded. You can. Uh, you can look like those cool guys. You could get uh, one of those uh, the ropes, and then you could post videos. Chicks would be like, "Whoa, you're doing uh, battle rope? You must be deadly serious." Maybe you're not. Just get them. It's good for Instagram. It's fun to use too. They're not that bad. Makes you feel cool. Makes you feel a little fit. Feel like I'm going to be like cross training for something, and I'm not actually like a 50 year old old man. I'm like an athlete, and look at it, here I come. It's a great image. It's a great look. Do you want a discount? Okay, cool. Here is one. Onnit.com slash Alice. Get yourself ten percent off everything. You're welcome. Thanks, Onnit. Oh, hello, yes. Nice people. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen Carrie Hart for a while, and my favorite thing to do is sing a stupid song about my testicles. Holy shit, that looked painful. Yeah. Well, I try to, yeah. I, you're here, and you're married to a real singer, so I was like, you know, really bring it home, so nice. maybe you'll tell Alicia that, you know. Get you a record maybe, deal? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a duet, you know? <laughs> this guy's hot right now. I'm telling you, Alicia, I didn't know, but Jason... Whew, what a Ooh, voice. On guy, fire. Maybe we should sign him. Yeah. This generation, Susan Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that lady. Yeah. She got to be dead for sure, right? Nah, no, 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 no. She's never been better. Right. Good for her. Yeah. So, Carrie, thanks for coming all this way. That's all good. Yeah. It's been a while. We've been trying to get it a hold of you, and you're a very busy person who doesn't live anywhere near Hermosa yeah. Beach. So, thanks for being here. Dude, it's all good. Good to catch up again. Yeah. It's been a while. So you're all in one piece. We talked a little bit at the start about Relatively. having injections and trying to keep the limbs to work and you're racing dirt bikes this year. Yeah, I had a pretty productive winter doing a lot of film trips and photo shoots and stuff like that. And then now gears kind of shift a bit to summertime races. So I'm doing a bunch of old man races, mammoth motocross. I'm going to do the amateur day at Fox Raceway for the national. Okay. Uh, there's a two stroke dream race up in Washington. I'm going to try to hit up just you know, keeping the dream alive. A lot of races then. Yeah. You know, as I've gotten older, I mean, first and foremost, just the younger generation, like with you with skating, like I'm not going to go out and just send it off of ramps anymore. Right. Like I've definitely passed Good that call. point. Yeah I've, yeah. I've passed that point in my life. And honestly, I still love racing. You know, I, I still love riding my dirt bike. I still love racing. It's fun, you know, go out. I know I have to get up out of bed on Monday and I'm not going to go too hard. And it's fun doing a gate drop and getting your adrenaline going. What about cars? Do you think you'll go back to cars when you stop riding two wheels or you're just like, nah? Nah, I mean, I'm Not sure you can. You? I, I loved racing the off-road truck series. Like yeah. it was a lot of fun, but just time is not on my side. You know, I got two young kids. I got a wife that tours for a living. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to make a living still as a motocross rider. So yeah. it's more career driven versus hobbies. Okay. I got plenty of hobbies that'll keep me entertained. <laughs> that doesn't like have to building keep me on the bikes. Road. That's your, is that what you would call a hobby? Well, really, that's, that's a majority. Like I would say 60% of my work day is Indian motorcycles and 40% is motocross. So 
And what is really, the deal with Indian motorcycles? You're sponsored by them. You customize them. How how's that whole thing work? I know you have was, a ride week thing that you do. Like, so you have a charity. Yeah. Right? So it's it's a little. I don't want to say complicated, but it's very similar to what my motocross career was. Right. I I stumbled into doing V twin things, not on purpose, but just through a passion of mine. And I started to work with companies like Indian Motorcycles, Bell Helmets, Dunlop Tires, like people I've worked with through motocross. Yeah. And I, I do four or five builds a year, which I love doing. You know, so four I or customize. five builds, that means you customize somebody else's bike four or five times, or is it your bike and then you just put it on a show and it goes around on tour? It, it just depends. Uh, typically, I'll do about two a year that are my personal bikes. So to your point, I build two of my personal bikes. I give them to Indian. They take them on the road all year long, take them to shows, oh, activations, whatnot. And then once in a while, I'll do a build for like, India might commission me to do a build for somebody. So yeah. like recently I just did a build for John Bernthal, the actor from Walking Dead. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So like I, they commissioned me to do a build for him. So, he didn't want a zombie bike, right? No, no, no. Right. He's okay. super, super good, good. dude. No, yeah. no. But uh, so, you yeah, never so, know with these TV, man. They get involved. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he made it past season one anyway. Yeah, yeah. Carrie strapped a person that acts like a zombie on the back of it. Oh, I'm the bike. Like it's not. That's Barb Wilde. You got the idea. Yeah, not, none of that. <laughs> it's like samurai swords that lock in the back. You got to be ready to fight. And then, times. you know, like social media is king. So I do a lot of content for Indian. Um, I go to events for Indian and my other sponsors as well. And yeah. do press rides, you know, just kind of do the thing. And what's the ride thing that you do? Because I just recently, do you know who Matt Vincent is? I got a, his clothing on Hate Clothing. Uh, he won, he's a... a, a it Hi Highland Games? Yeah, he won the Highland Games several times. Um, had a lot of knee surgeries. Uh -huh. He beats us. He's had like... Uh, just smoke. Like 20. Oh, 20 Jesus. knee surgeries. Now he's finally got a leg that he can walk on, but yeah. I think he's had knee replacement, the whole thing. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so he knows a lot about it, but he was like, hey, I want to, do you want to go on a bike ride with us, with the, you know, get your license, and these guys are going, I think they might have been Indians, I'm not sure, but uh -huh. bike ride where, you, you know, you would take your wife and we're going to go, and I was like, yeah, I would do that. Yeah. And then it was two weeks, I'm like, I don't have two weeks to do, Yeah. I can't leave it's hard. the world for two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. But he was like, what about a week? I'm like, I could do that. But I am thinking about doing that. Dude, absolutely. It is so much fun. You know, like what's your thing called? Uh, so I do a charity called Good Ride. Yeah. And what that consists of is when me and Big B, you know, really immersed ourselves in this V Twin world of uh, you know, going to events uh, on behalf of Indian other people. When we got there, we kind of realized there was a lot of downtime, right? Like, you know, we would go on a press ride or, you know, go host an event or whatever it might be. And I've always wanted to do my own charity. And through motocross, it was kind of hard. You know, you had Road to Recovery and some well-established charities, right? Yeah. And I always supported all those. And um, so one thing I learned uh, going to all these events is there's a massive veteran and active military contingent that yeah. are involved around V-Twin. Okay. And from my wife's side of the family, uh, my father-in-law was in Vietnam, uh, his wife was in Vietnam, and my brother-in-law just retired lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. Shit. So I didn't know a lot about military before hooking up with Alicia. And I saw more so with my father-in-law, like, you know, they pumped tons of money into turning you into a soldier and going out and defending our country. And then they kind of throw you to the wayside when you come home. Yeah. And there's a big contingent of veterans that aren't getting the treatment that they need. So because of the people that we were around, you know, the kind of light bulb went off is that, all right, well, for one day when we're in Sturgis or one day when we're in Daytona, we'll put together a charity ride. You know, we'll invite out a bunch of veterans, let them ride for free. And then we raise money for Infinite Hero, which is Oakley's military charity. So everybody who isn't a veteran pays to go for a ride with you and all that money goes to the veterans. Exactly. I feel like starving children and veterans, we should be giving them money. Like those, yeah. are, the, those are the ones where it's like, you fought for the fucking country, dude. Exactly. You should not be hurting. No. no, and you come home from your tour and see things that people shouldn't see or do things that people shouldn't right. have to do. And they just get, like I said, they get thrown to the wayside. So working with Infinite Hero, which is our beneficiary to our charity, um, you know, Oakley just does amazing things for veterans, whether it's PTSD, physical injuries, whatnot. So, you know, it's it's our selfless act that we do four or five times a year it's and awesome, raise money dude. for them. Yeah. Are those guys super appreciative when you hang out with them? Absolutely. You know, we we typically have anywhere from 20 to 40 vets that get to come on our ride for free and just enjoy the day. It's got to feel good, ride. right? It does. Yeah. You know, like having conversations with these guys, you know, like they're, 
you know, they're in their heads and in their worlds. And for that one afternoon, they get to forget about all that and go right. hook up with a hundred other people and go for a motorcycle ride and have a great time. All right. They need help when you get back. I don't care how tough you are. If you go through shit like that, you got to have help. You can't just be like, all right, fucking back to work. Like it doesn't yeah. work like that. You're it does a, not. you're a human. Absolutely. You've seen really crazy shit. I don't even, I can't even begin to imagine what it would be like. Yeah. But you can't, I know from having damage, you can't just walk back into life and think it's Pretend all going it to work out. Happen. You got to, you got to open up, you got to unpack it. And, and I, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Yeah. And for, you know, I don't want to say all, but for a big contingent of veterans, there isn't that system that really, really takes care of them. You know, they, you know, that they just kind of get thrown to the wayside. Yeah, it's kind of bullshit. It's pretty fucked up. <sighs> yep. But you're trying to help. Trying. It seems like you are helping. I mean, we're doing our part. You know, I mean, it's it's a bigger problem, but I think just awareness and raising some of the money that we do is definitely helping. Why vets and this this particular bike? You know, how does that? Why do people want to ride that bike? You know, it's funny. Like I got when I got into the V twin thing, it wasn't like an organized plan. I was always a fan of V twin motorcycles. You know, I rode Harley's when I was younger. What is a V twin? So a V twin is like an American motorcycle. It's it's the it's the way the motorcycle's built or the the motor specifically is built. It considers it V twin. So Indians Harley Davidsons are the the two big American V twin motorcycles. Oh, okay. Which is like a very Americana thing. You know, like they're obviously huge in America, and there's pockets around the world that is popular. Actually, really popular in Australia as well. Oh, that makes sense. And you know, I, when I got into this thing, it wasn't a planned thing. I kind of stumbled into it. And thankfully, it's given me something to really focus on embrace for life after motocross. Yeah. And I just gravitated to Indian because I just felt it was a much, much better motorcycle, superior motorcycle. Uh. And I love the fact, like now that I'm really, truly immersed in the culture of it, you know, like there's this massive rivalry with I was going to, that was my Harley next question. Is it, is it intense, like Ford and fucking... What was it like? In yeah, like, like Ford and Chevy. Yeah, because yeah. in Australia, it was Ford and Holden. Yeah, it is a very intense rivalry. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm, a, did, I'm a Holden man. Hey, if, you're, if you're in Australia, <laughs> oh, it was I, a good I know Holden. In Australia, it was a good argument at the time, all right? The gonna, Utes. Yeah, I remember being against Ford. I had to be. How, yeah. did, how did Holden end up doing? Yeah, they. I think they died. I think it's over. <laughs> or did yeah, they get out of business a couple years ago? Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, they're General it. Motors, obviously. Yeah. So I think, because I see the commodore here and it's called something else yeah and it's a general motors car uh i've seen i'm like hey it's a fucking commodore no it's not i'm yeah. like Wait, eh? <laughs> i don't understand it's got a different badge on it i don't get it yeah but i think uh, the money it just it ended because i know the the brocky special did you ever ever meet uh peter brock because if you're a guy because you did celebrity races i think at one point what the celebrity race in australia might have peter brock was a uh you know how Australia had the the NASCAR looking cars? Oh yeah, but we uh, did. Super we, V8s. we didn't go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Super V8. He was the king of that. Oh, okay. He was like the Tony Hawk of it. I probably did meet him then because I actually did some stuff with. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you did the Holden race there. there years ago. Yeah, for sure. They and to the point where they made a car called the Brocky Special. Oh wow! So there was a Commodore V8, then there was a Commodore V8 Brocky Special, uh -huh. and that had like race suspension. It had the, yeah, the better wheel brakes. set. Yeah. So it was like built to fucking it. it fucking hammered and it turned yeah so it's kind of like uh uh like they have muscle cars here like you know yeah, the like Camaros, the but with better better like front end to like you know like you know a lot of muscle cars here they they're like light in the front you can't yeah. get the the nose to catch it's dangerous they're Absolutely. so fast and yeah. they don't really turn that well yeah i felt like the peter brock car was it was like a porsche with a muscle car the best engine. package yeah it was fucking lethal and i don't know and, and we all all the bogans of australia agreed that the peter brock special was yeah number one <laughs> so it was very hard to understand that you're saying wait you're saying no more peter brock specials it's like no nah, man because commodore is i don't believe there's any commodores michael no that is right the last holden commodore rolled off the line in october of 2017 crazy r.i.p sad day that is terrible i've had a lot of fun in a peter brock special let me tell you that was probably <laughs> the first time when i realized that uh just like I know now that if you're kind of bummed out, if you go in a cold plunge for three minutes, if it scientifically cheers you up, there's no escape. You just freeze the shit out of yourself, then get out, and you're like, you know what? I'm a little bit happier. Peter Brock special, same thing. A little bit down, and you fucking, wah, wah, and you're like, I think I'm going to be okay today. You know, I got that. to drive a V8 supercar, you and I, I got invited to do uh, an endurance race over there. So long periods of time in that car. 
Yeah, I did a full day of testing in it. It was the super cheap. Is that? Uh, it's like the Pet Boys over in Australia, right? Super cheap. Okay. The, the retail been, stores. Maybe it's new for me. I'm, I don't know. I'm, Anyways. Uh, I think I lived there when last time you were there, dude. I'm so American <laughs> now. I don't know anything. So Alicia was on tour over there and I was doing a freestyle moto tour in the parking lot of her venues yeah. and Holden sponsored the whole thing. So one of the days we went to uh, this test facility um, where the uh, one of the race teams was set up and it was more like a photo op, you know, Alicia taking pictures in the car. I got to drive the car around as well, took some pictures. So cool. So the team owner, um, after it's like all a the, childhood train. Oh, absolutely. That car is. So when the TV cameras all shut down and everything, and everyone kind of dispersed, he's like, so you got some driving background? And I told him about doing Lucas and yeah. I did early day rally stuff. He's all, go, go put down five laps. So I went out and put down, you know, what I thought was some pretty good laps, pull back in the pit. And he's like, all right, hold on a second. Goes over and talks to his uh, crew chief, pulls out his main practice car from his race team. So this was like a detuned one. Yeah, yeah. Pulls out the the real race car, kind of ran me through a few things. He's like, all right, go out and do five laps. Oh. I went out, ran five laps, How much comes back in, just came, gave me kind of a couple pointers, you know, yeah. just like, you know, uh, entering turns and exiting a couple of them. Yeah. He's like, all right, go down, put 10 hard laps. I don't care if you end up in the infield, whatever, go put down 10 hard laps. Yeah. Went out and ran 10 laps, came back in for the, in the pits. Talks to his crew chief for a minute, comes back over. He's like, uh, you got anything going on in December? We're actually short a ride driver for the yeah. endurance race. And I was like, oh. Fuck yeah. And it was back in contest days and I, I couldn't do it. Oh, oh no. Oh. I was so devastated. Oh, but just to man. get the head nod that yeah. I could go over and do a race was Agreed. pretty epic. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Attention listeners, are you ready to be blown away? Get blown. <laughs> Thanks to our friends at Manscaped, who just relaunched the Ultra Smooth Package. That's right. I got a pretty slick package in the mail the other day. And thanks to that, I got a pretty slick package in my pants right now. (laughs) It's back, baby. The Ultra Smooth Package from Manscaped. Yeah, um... I, as as somebody who is very clumsy and stupid, I have injured my yam bag, if you will. Yam bag. A few times while... That's what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, scrote. So... Oh, that made it way better, yeah. <laughs> they, the, the razors that... Shut up! <laughs> Sorry, my dog's excited. The Manscaped razors really are as close as you can get to, to idiot-proof. And then they've got like the exfoliating stuff that you rub on so you don't get any ingrown hairs, the gel to to lube it up. So I don't know if you don't want your yam bag to look like Santa Claus covered in like three inches of shaving cream. (laughs) Get 20% off free shipping with code Ellis at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code Ellis at manscaped.com. Smooth out your fellas with the relaunch ultra smooth package. From the fellas at Manscaped, your balls will thank you. Blue Chew gets you hard. We're talking about Blue Chew again because we love boners. Yeah. Are you looking for extra confidence when it's time for sex? Hey, it's not just about (laughs) sex. What about when you masturbate? Yeah. (laughs) That's when I use them. Yeah, you don't want to stroke your flaccid, right? (laughs) Even if you're just... Performing for an audience of one yeah. who doesn't want to be loud and proud and ripped and vain. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh. what, that's what I say. But sure, you're like, yeah, sure, I want to jerk off with huge boners, but I don't want to have to go to the pharmacy for that. I don't no. have to have awkward conversations with doctors. You know, I, I, how do I know if I'm going to get the right medication for me? Well, that's where Blue Chew comes in. Yeah, I've taken it. And it works, so I'm here to say that you're not going to get uh, scammed here. This is the real deal, everybody. Yep, you're going to get discreet packaging and non-discreet boners. Yeah, no, those, <laughs> those things cannot be silenced. And Blue Chew is hooking up Jason L Show listeners with a special deal. You can try Blue, Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Ellis at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping, and that's bluechew.com, promo code Ellis. To receive your first month free, get hooked up. Um, I wanted to ask you about when we first started hanging out because I've brought it up a few times. I felt like when we hung out on the big day out, is that what it was when we first yeah. sort of broke down? Yeah, or Warp Tour. 
It was Warped Tour, my Warped bad. Tour. Yeah, because they blend into yeah, the same thing. Same thing. <laughs> like, man, I don't know. Same people are Bunch on it. Bunch of sweaty people yeah, stomping yeah. around the dirt all day long, <laughs> listening to the same band. Like, which, which way was the toilet water going? <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem with Warp and Big Day Out. They were both in Australia. The toilet went the same way. It was like there was Australian warps. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. that's I, how we oh, met. Oh, I had no idea. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I was wondering was how you couldn't tell the difference between the two. That yeah, because it was exactly they'd fucking camp, same tent, same yeah. shit. Oh, like here we are again. Yeah. Um, but I know that at one point when we we're hanging out, I was running the baby blue Fubu jersey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And now that I look back on that, like I, I know that I've made a lot of like incorrect decisions in my life, but that one was. One of those ones where I'll own it, but wow, you fucking idiot. Dude, Hip Hop Ellis was amazing. I still see, I have random photos from the old days and I just refer to them as Hip Hop Ellis from those days. Oh, it was amazing. Huge pants, massive yeah. fucking pants. Yeah, I went for it, right? Just the big chunky DC shoe, yeah. the crooked, I mean, kid. Yeah. What, what year was this? Oh God, like 2000-ish? Yeah. I mean, the FUBU era. As dude, glorious as it was, nine, like ninety nine two thousand. So dude, I lived in Carlsbad, and i i had a <laughs> I had a, a a black girlfriend, and I would go to the mall with all my shit on. And Colin was like Malibu's Col- most wanted. <laughs> B rad. Colin McCartney. <laughs> 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 seriously, I hate to admit it because I'm like, man, I, I've always been pretty cool. No, not now. You are really, really not at all. But I think being Australian. People gave me a whole pass for it. They're like, what the fuck are you wearing? And I'm like, oh, mate, it's fucking FUBU. It's fucking sick. It's for yeah. us. It's for us, not you. <laughs> they're like, what are you talking about? You're white. Nah, mate, I'm Australian. It's different. And people would go, what? Okay. And I'd get away with it because I feel like I should have been stomped several times or just being at the party and be like, fucking, what's up, mate? FUBU. Because <laughs> I was always running it like the most goofiest kind of shit. This is always uh, hip hop, Ellis. Yeah, he was a fun guy. Kinda. I actually have a funny story about you. If you, I don't even know if you Please. remember because it was for sure. Keep in I mind, <laughs> Warp Tour is just a drunken haze. Of course. Yeah. So he's probably told you on that tour there was no motorhomes, hotel rooms. You just tents. stayed in military tents. Yeah. In a huge field. In in summer of Australia. Summer, absolutely miserable. Like you could not sleep in. If you did, you'd die. Oh, absolutely. So. To his point, this minute the sun cracked, you would start hearing zippers come blowing open and people kicking their, you know, their little drop down doors open. And we'd all been up all night. Yeah, partying all night, wasted. A couple hours sleep and now you're you're dehydrated trying to get out of a steaming tent. Everybody. We, we, uh, all the athletes had a late night the night before and I woke up early when the sun cracked and was walking to the bathroom (laughs) and I see a tent with the zipper down and two feet hanging out of the tent. And I'm like, I kind of, walk by and casually kind of looks I was you know there's 200 tents in this area and I can kind of peek and see that it's Ellison there so I go on I do my thing and like two hours later I see this guy and he's he can barely walk he's hobbling around his feet were out of the tent and the bottom of his feet got sunburned do you Uh remember that yeah Cab said that he walked by and he said that there was a row of ants walking across my leg over to another spot like I'd been there that long. It was brutal. Yeah. He was hobbling around like an old man for like four days, just yeah. blistered bottom feet. Mind you, still skating. Mm. Like I was fucking oh, in, yeah, you the, had in to. the demo. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely had to. So wait, the, like the actual soles of your feet? Oh the... yeah, yeah. Real Jesus bad. Jesus Christ. Like, I didn't even know it was possible. Because I did hours. You know what I mean? Like I just I, roasted. My foot was upside down in the sun for... Like five. Like he's hours. laying on his belly, so yeah. his, his bottom of his feet were exposed. Oh, I should have kept your Air Force Ones on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck you, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> my where, my where, lugs. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> where are your Timberlands when you really need them? <laughs> <laughs> Could now have at where, least put my Fubu jersey over the top of my feet. Your story's kind of blurred. Why do I feel like I've heard that only with you in a pool of urine as well? Because yeah, another t- another time, this. I, <laughs> No, one warp tours were brutal. I, you were you were there for sure. Uh, we're out of a, out the front of a bar, and I used to do this thing where I'd say quick impression Mel Meninga, and Mel Meninga is this uh, old black Mary guy that was that played. I didn't even follow rugby. I just followed Mel Meninga because he was this intimidating guy that just knocked everybody over, and he became kind of famous. And I made a joke like I'm Mel Meninga, and then I'd run and shoulder block something. So, uh, you know, I mean, drunk Jason, really stupid. And I see this trash can like bolted on the side of a stop sign. 
And I go, quick impression, Mel Meninga. You know, and I run off and fucking boom. Like a powder blue freight train. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeveless freight train. <laughs> I'm so glad I've already admitted that I'm gay because it's so much easier to be like, I wore FUBU and did the dumbest shit ever. Like, yes, I am that guy. But it span around and hit the car next to it. Yeah. And I guess the bouncers, that was the bouncer's car. So he was going to beat me up and a bunch of people helped me, you know, because I was so drunk. I was like, go on then, you know, I'm like idiot. And then that's when I got back to the tent and I was like, I need to piss. And I was so drunk that I couldn't even get my pants undone. And then when I finally did, I started pissing. and I fell over and I was on my back pissing all over myself. And I was so drunk that I couldn't make my dick turn off. And I'm just like, oh, fucking. And then I finally got up and I was like, man, I got up when I'd finished peeing. So I got all over myself and I'm like, wow. You are so wasted. Go to sleep. Wake up in the morning because the tent's so hot. I wake up and I'm like, oh, and my hand is underwater. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I see my cell phone underwater near my hand. And I'm like, oh, what? How did I? And then I realized that it's not water. It's my pee. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And I've like peed myself in my sleep and drowned my, my, my hand and my cell phone. And then when I pop my head out, Steve Caballero, who's a legend <laughs> and also the team manager of the Bones Brigade that I'm on. And I'm like, my face is all puffy from like being steamed with urine or whatever. And my head comes out as he walks by, you know, tip top and he, you know, ready to rise and yeah. shine with his little ready towel, to his fucking day. soapbox, going to the showers. He's, and he saw it, look at me and went, <laughs> no. And I was like, I'm getting kicked off. Like, I remember thinking I'm getting kicked off. He didn't, I didn't, but. If you had of, I wouldn't have blamed you. Yep. Carrie, it must feel good knowing that you never did anything like this. Oh, no. I, I, I've i done <laughs> all of the above. He looked great coming out of the tent. I just kind of <laughs> got it out of my system, luckily, when I was a little bit younger. You think that's what it was? I think so. I, I just, I don't know. I, I think that I didn't love the hangovers as much. I yeah. think I was a smarter drinker. Yeah. I kind of had... Like even to this day, I kind of have that off switch. I'm not perfect, but I kind of have that off switch. Like, oh, wow, this is going to hurt tomorrow. Yeah, I very rarely saw you where I was like, you probably should go home. I mean, I definitely have many, many of them. But considering the amount of times that I drink versus those nights, I think my ratio is pretty good. Do I remember you saying not that that long ago, like last 10 years that you had got you'd made the decision to get hammered one night a month and exactly like to keep it real? I, um, no, what I, <clears throat> I go through different phases of drinking. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't have many bad habits, but I do love booze and I do love chewing tobacco. So like, those are my two Achilles heel. And so I go through these different phases. Like I used to call it the, the pregnant woman diet where I allowed myself like one glass of wine a night. So it just kind of keeps me at bay and not going too hard. Like, I, again, I'm not bad at getting wasted, wasted, but I'm really good at drinking just enough to have a hangover, like a small hangover four or five days a week. Yeah. So when I would go through these phases, I would go hard one night and it's usually like Friday night. So I had Saturday to recover to be like, oh, OK, I don't want to do that anymore. So it's kind of like uh, that little bit of just a, a reminder. Yeah, you always had it a little more together. Like, I think it's very rare that I've seen him, like, slurring or anything. It's always. And if he yeah, is slurring, there's there's no way I'm catching it. Well, I'm, yeah, you're I'm already past gone. me. If you're slurring, I'm gone. <laughs> That's why you don't remember, because yeah. you're just that much farther in front of me. I mean, do you remember the tattoo shop Tony Hawk show and Chuck Liddell punching me? And then getting kicked in the nuts. I and... thought I got raped. <laughs> and I called you. I was like, I think somebody raped me last night. And then you told me the story of how I told a girl to kick me in the nuts and I wouldn't spill my drink. It's yeah. a great idea. I don't know. Who's... And it wasn't one kick. It was like 15. Yeah. I don't remember any of it. It's good. But you, I guess at one point, my drink fell out of my hand and my hand was still holding a drink. And you were like, hey, man, it's time for you to go. <laughs> yeah, I walked you up to your room. And you walked me into my room. Like an, I, like an alcoholic you, action If figure. he hadn't walked me into my room, I, I was at the point where I don't know where I'm staying. You no might just way. be getting out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but then the backflip bitch tattoo, like yeah. I didn't remember any of that. Oh yeah, that was all you're doing. Yeah, it was all my doing. That was a, it's a good story, but man, that was a painful Yeah, life lessons. Painful. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the that was it when it was getting to the end. I was like, this has gotta end. Yeah. This is not. Yeah. Nobody I mean, should it, do this. Everybody has it just on different levels, I feel. Yeah. You know. Took so. a while. 
Yeah. And you grow up and get into Kratom. Yeah. And that worked out great. Yeah. Because you can't get, I ne- no matter how much Kratom I take, I never tell Katie to start kicking me in the dick until I spill my Kratom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like I've never come up with that idea and I don't feel like it's going to happen. Yeah. It's, but it's it is, not a gateway for something. It is a lifesaver. But I think because we're talking about feel free. Watch that shoulder. It's the other one. <laughs> Trust me, that went. That wouldn't, wouldn't be. That doesn't do it. But uh, these guys right here that I've been talking about for a while, Kerry is also on the team. Yep. But um, this has got carver in it as well, so it's not kratom. It's kratom and carver. Yeah. And I think that because I've got kratom as well, and that is also great. But this, for some weird reason. I I can't I don't want to do kratom I just do this one that's yeah. it because there's something different in it that kind of wakes you up channels your focus a little more instead of just taking the edge off there's something there that uh, makes it like I skate with it yeah I wouldn't skate oh yeah with just kratom absolutely this for some re- weird reason especially if you're older and you're sore or it's hard to because to me once I get going and the body's heated up I feel decent. Yeah, but because I'm older and I, if I train a lot, the first couple of minutes jumping rope to warm up, oh, it hurts. The first five minutes, I don't know if I can make it. Yeah, I'll, I, sometimes I've gone. You know what? It's not jump rope day. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna yeah, shadow box because yeah. I cannot fucking do it. Yeah, with these, it really does help. And for skateboarding, being as uh, old and unbalanced as I am these days, you got You can't do shit where you get wobbly, and I this works. Yeah, it's funny, like how we're just talking one. about like, you know, being old, right? Like, you know, being mindful of. It's not even old. We're old. Or beat for, up. We're old for athletes. Exactly. Beat up, I yeah. should say. If it's like, point. if you're like going to dinner, you and I can go to dinner with the best of them. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. No, but you're if we're talking about, right. let's go do activities, punch and kick and do fucking backflips. Yeah. And we're make the other thing. We're addicted to it. You got to put that in. It's not like, yeah. Oh, so I don't do backflips anymore. I fucking need to do Something that's similar to a backflip. Yeah, right? I scare myself. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's why I love comedy. Yeah. I'm terrified. Totally. But when I lose. You're not going to get hurt. No ambulance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fucking amazing. You just go home with your head down. I fucked up. I should have done that from the start. Yeah. And that's like, honestly, what got me into this stuff is, you know, over the last 10 years, because of all the injuries and all the anesthesia and overtraining and partying and all the aspects that's the life that I have led. I've had to be so super anal about my health and what I eat and what I put in my body. And, you know, like probably like most people in America, I was, you know, kind of, I don't want to say addicted to caffeine, but it was like out of bed to the coffee maker, pound a cup, you know, a, a pot of coffee. Now I got the caffeine jolts and my day just kind of started off just bananas. And I started using this stuff as more of like a wake up, but it's not that like you, you can probably talk to this. It's not that caffeine crash or, or jolt then crash. It's just like, I, I get focused, you know, I can focus on what I have to do that morning, which is usually get my kids to school and out the door and all these things. And I can just roll into my day. And then as well as throughout the course of the day, like I'm juggling two careers, two kids, a wife, the tours, all these aspects of my life by two, two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm usually generally fucking pissed off or stressed out about something. <laughs> like, that's kind of my day. That's my trajectory. So, so awesome. Two o'clock, so, fuck. Yeah, so yeah. by two o'clock, I'm either pissed off or stressed out or anxious. And then this also <laughs> tailors all that. It kind of chills me out, puts me back in perspective. So again, like I, I, I was actually using this stuff for a good six months before I started working with a company like yeah, you do. Me too. And, you know, cause I was like, dude, I don't want to be jumping on some snake oil shit. Like I don't, I don't solicit energy drinks. I don't solicit, you know, crazy nasty shit. But so I, I wanted to try and get on board with it. And I actually, I mean, this is a daily routine for me. Magic spoon. It's a cereal and it tastes like when you're eating it, you're a child. It's got fun in it. Everybody's full of fun sugary fun flavoredness coming in all different sizes fruit flavors and stuff it's fun it's awesome but turns out it's good for you that's right guilt-free fun sugar-free fun zero grams of sugar to be specific i don't know how they did that 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving only 140 calories a serving and it passed the smell test your kids your kids are going to think, yeah. yeah, you can eat it with your kids. Yeah. Everyone will be winning. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. 
The variety pack four flavors are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. One more delicious than the next. Try mixing up the peanut butter and the cocoa for some extra spice in your breakfast. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. I think I said cocoa. I meant cocoa. You know where I was going with that. <laughs> Go to magicspoon.com slash Ellis. Grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code Ellis at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident with their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guaranteed. So if you don't like it for any reason, you can refund your money. No questions asked. Remember your next delicious bowl of gluten-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Ellis and use the code Ellis to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, to me, if I get up early and do shows and then I got a comedy show to do at you know, nine o'clock at night, I, I used to go to bed around that time. Yeah. So now for me to be this guy that goes out late, I feel like it's like, hey, man, you're doing stand up at 10. Like tonight, I'm doing stand up at 1030. 1030 is time for me to shut off. Oh, yeah. I'm usually on the couch smoking a joint and getting ready to go to bed. Yeah, totally. But I'll do one of those when I'm at the club. And that'll give me that hour that I need. Yeah. Get you kind of chatty. Get yeah. you like in that mood. Yeah. It's it's better than an energy drink. Oh, I've absolutely. never, I've spent a long time since I've, I'm the same as you, just coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Energy I even kind of gave up coffee. I'm more on the green. You have clean, you don't drink coffee. I mean, I, do, I don't have anything against it, but like I have to douse it with cream and sugar. And yeah, me too. I'm, Are I'm you a dairy guy? You don't do dairy, right? No, no Oat dairy, milk. no gluten, no soy. So mm. I just. No gluten. Green. Is uh -huh. that new? Um, no, I've been this way, like I said, about 10 years ago, my health kind of went to shit and well, I realized why? I just had a, I just, <clears throat> so basically from, you know, as like you with skating, right? You don't have a season. Your off time is when you're hurt. Yeah. So I, you know, I've been, I've been treating motocross as a career since I was 12. Like that was when I was an amateur racer trying to aspire to be a factory supercross racer. So just all the years of overtraining and getting injured and anesthesia, like I just had my 19th surgery, like all these things, then adding through my 30s, trying to be a businessman and making some bad decisions and the stress of juggling everything, I just literally wore my system down to the point of where, oh, shit. okay, we have to reset. You know, like, like I wasn't able to even get through like my training protocols that I would do, like getting ready for X Games and shit like that. Yeah. So, you know, I started to have test testosterone levels and DHEA levels and all my shit. And was it low? Oh, it was like 210. All right. <clears throat> and so come to find out, it's like, all right, you're allergic to almost fucking everything you're poisoning yourself with you know required surgeries and pain meds recover from surgeries and all yeah. this other shit you don't take any time down you now have a kid you know you're married you're chasing your wife around the world either you have to get your shit together or you're going to be dead by the time you're 50 due to a fucking heart attack or a stroke and it was kind of that wake-up call in my mid-30s it's like okay recalibrate prioritize you know and my you know i would say like I don't get to hang out with my friends as much as I used to or do my personal Kids enjoyment stuff. Take that. Exactly. Anyway. But I had to prioritize like what is more important. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point in my life, my health is because, you know, I'm 46 years old, almost 47. I have a five year old. So, like, I don't want to be some decrepit pile of shit dad when my kid's 15 and I can't do anything with them. It's so funny that, like, when I hear you say that, I'm like, exaggerate a little more, you fucking pussy. But it's not. It's, no. It really is. You're re like, uh, we're in this pocket where if we're not, if we treat our bodies the same way we did in our 20s and 30s, it will not make it. Oh, it's to, impossible. You will not go on a swing with your kid. You will not take your kid for a bike ride because you will not be able to hold on to the bike. Absolutely. That's like what's going to happen to us. And it's not when i'm 80 it's no it's like it's coming right yeah <laughs> yeah i've just really recently got slapped in the face with that in columbia it was like hey man your shoulder's like gonna stop I'm like what do you mean stop it's a bummer you know i mean well i i actually i take that back you know i i have this mantra in my life like i don't complain about shit right yeah if i wake up in the morning and i'm in pain i go sit in the shower for a half hour <clears throat> You know, if I fucked myself up and I'm in pain, I don't complain about it because it's all self-inflicted. Yeah. I don't want to hear anybody else's fucking gripes. So I know nobody wants to hear my Have you gripes. always been that way? Or I have. Oh, okay. So there wasn't a time. Because I think it at was one point you got hurt more than anybody I knew. <laughs> it was beat in me as a child. Like me and Your my- dad you know, did that? Well, just me and my old man. You know, my dad was 22 when I was born. Your dad's a and tough my mom motherfucker. Yeah. So it's like, you suck it up, you move forward. All like right. you make these stupid fucking choices. I don't want to hear about it. It's pretty good mindset if you decide to be in motocross for your life 
I mean, you kind of have to, right? you know, especially nowadays, like as intense as the sport is and the speeds and how hard these guys are hitting the ground. Do you, people in the, all the new blood, do they respect you? And as if you ever like from time to time, people thank you for your contributions to the motocross world. You know what? Absolutely. There is, which is, is flattering because it's well deserved. It's, dude. Well, I mean, I just think that it's cool because it's, I think there's an appreciation and I think this is true for skateboarding as well, or even any action sports, you know, with, we wouldn't be in our position, right. Without like you with the old school bowl skaters <clears throat> and all the guys of the seventies and the eighties and the vert ramp riders, I wouldn't be where I was at without <clears throat> Rick Johnson and all, and Jeff Ward and all the old school racers. Yeah. So I think that there's still that respect level is really cool. And also like what's a, kind of a fun thing for me is, you know, and I don't want to say names because it's not even important, but occasionally I'll get a call from an agent or from a team manager and be like, hey, you mind jump on a call with my athlete? You know, like he's young, he's getting a lot of popularity. You know, I'm worried, he, you know, maybe he's not making bad decisions yet, but I'm worried he might go down that path. Yeah. Just call him and talk to him. Yeah. And dude, I get on the phone and, you know, we shoot the shit for an hour, two hours, whatever it might be, and just kind of run him through the trials and tribulations. Like, dude, you're 18 years old. You got one shot. It's, it's a literally a snap of the fingers in yep. your lifetime. Yeah. Like take advantage, put your head down. You know, it would change your fun, the whatever. rest of your life if you dig 100%, in right now. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I like that part and respect that part. Is that actually funny? Yesterday, this uh, this uh, younger freestyle writer, his name's Jimmy Hill. Super, super good dude. Like really cool image, does his own thing. And uh, he sent me a direct message on Instagram. And him and his old man and a couple of buddies are sitting, obviously sitting at home, watching like one of the terra firma videos that we shot in 98. And was just like, dude, this is so rad. Like, I remember these days watching these movies when I was a kid. Yep. And, and, you know, just like little, uh, you know, head nods like that. It's, it's fucking pretty cool. It's awesome. Do you still hang out with Ricky? And like, and how's the, like with the Moto Supercross thing? I know you're, you're out of that. Do you have any interest? Do you look back at that fondly? Or do you think you would do that again? Or where do you stand when it comes to uh, professional racing and sponsorship? You know, um, I mean, well, first, me and Ricky still talk all the time. <clears throat> Unfortunately, like, dude. oh, dude, he's one right. of my favorite fucking people. One of the, on the greatest planet. humans of all time. I mean, me and so when we were talking earlier in your kitchen about like, you know, how I'd always be like, yeah, what's up, you fucking idiot? You know, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, me and his dynamic is brutal. Absolutely <laughs> fucking it's just, brutal. It's only so abuse. harsh. It's just all abuse. It's the weirdest thing. I've been friends with him for so long, but there's been times where I think every time we interact, it was like, fucking you know what's up loser fucking right off like look at this fucking train wreck and i'm like i it's good to see you too cool? man yeah are we still cool yeah, i was like wait have we said anything nice to each other in the last five years <laughs> shit like that would go down but, but no, i, I, I mean, get it because that's the technique yeah and that's our our friendship and not, yeah. you know so i still talk to ricky all the time don't get to see him as much because i don't go to the race as much anymore but uh but yeah the the team stuff you know, I'll tell you, it was uh, it was one of the funnest times of my life. Okay, being the team owner and building something the way that we did, and then bringing Ricky in and really elevating that pro that program and winning a championship. But it was also one of the most stressful times of my life. I bet you know it became like that. My my job, you know, Ricky was technical side. Ricky uh, obviously was a face of the team, like myself. Ricky brought Suzuki, like he brought the race mentality. But between myself, primarily myself and his manager and a couple other people. I had to go out and chase the money. Oh, and wow. you know, at I think our last year between Soaring Eagle and Dodge and Jimmy Johns and all these companies, I mean, we were bringing in like $6 million on, on the program. And that was like a break even. I mean, like the thing what? about motocross is there is no, you raise all your capital before that gate drops. I'm so and confused that $6 million is, is how much it costs for a season for an athlete to race yeah, Actually, in? we were 5.5 the last year. What's the, what are the, prices is it oh is it i the, mean the truck and driving things no there? no no it's salary is it the bike i mean it's i mean we had oh. 20 people on the payroll from engineers are uh, those guys make are there guys in the engineer department that make substantial money or is it just the professional rider um i don't want to talk about their salaries because i don't want to overstep any boundaries but you know the guys that are like doing motor programming you know uh electronics i mean even the day-to-day -day mechanics practice mechanics I mean, they're they're making a great living. Okay, I don't want to say they're. Yeah, no, you know, I, I don't want to know either. I but, just wanted to. Uh, I mean, but we had. I mean, I think we had fifteen people on the payroll because I had two semis: one for racing, one for activation. Because our sponsors. Wait, really... what's activation? So the 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 fun thing about so on the same subject, the fun thing that I can kind of hang my hat on with motocross was our, my team really changed the face of the sport because 
I don't know if you remember or not, especially like think back to like when you used to come do that, uh, that 125 race they would do in the pits, right? Yeah. In those days, you would go to into the pits and <clears throat> there was nothing happening. It was race truck, race truck, race truck. You got in your line, you got your autograph and you moved along and you went into the stadium to watch the race. Okay. We started doing yeah. crazy shit, right? Like we had, at one time we had go-go dancers on stripper poles with a- You did it at the Lucas machine. Oil Outdoor Races. This is my championships up here. Yeah, I see those, those championships Very, very quick, very proud of those. Um, but you did that, that, this was even on a scale that was 10 times smaller than Supercross and you're- Tent was oh, yeah. fucking pumping always. Yeah, and so what we learned. From, <laughs> so what we learned from that is running is around it. We started collecting data before there was really data collecting, and we didn't do it on purpose. We we're like we had these little scratch pads, you know, write down your name, write down your email address, and we want to you know send you something cool type shit. Uh. And we would have trash bags full of these handwritten papers. Then we kind of got a little smarter, started doing iPads. Well, little did we know this was like the future of bringing in sponsorship. Like when we got sponsored by Chrysler Group, when we were sponsored by Dodge, they didn't give a fuck about what we did on the track because our riders at that time were mid-pack riders. They cared that we were collecting four or 5,000 brand new email addresses every weekend oh. and sending them back to corporate. And then they could reach out to those people and say, hey, saw you went by RCH on Saturday. Why don't you go into our local dealership and test drive a oh. Dodge Challenger? Yeah, And that's really what, what gave us the momentum to go raise those funds to go get guys like Ken Roxon. I mean, we are and the And that was only, an accident. It was a total accident. Like I said, I'm not gonna tell you I had this foresight. <laughs> it was just like, hey, we got all these people here. Let's get their email yeah. address. And fucking you know, good idea, dude. Shoot them some emails occasionally. What, you know, whatever the motivation was at the time. And that's what allowed us to be able to build this program to go get guys like Ken Roxon and go get the staff that we had. And you know, there was a time where I was actually on the verge of kind of going the NASCAR format and actually uh, establishing two race teams, kind of like how NASCAR, you know, like- uh, You were gonna do another race team. We were gonna do a secondary race team. Um, would it be called the same thing or a new I mean, name? it would have been RCH Racing, but one would have been XYZ title sponsor with this manufacturer, and this one would have been XYZ sponsor with this manufacturer. So you were doing really well at one point. We, we, were, we were kicking ass, absolutely kicking Without ass. Without winning. Without winning. And then when you get Roxon, the budget to pay him is so much that now you're breaking even? Um, well, we always spent, like, we always base all the budgets on a spend, right? Like, it, I, I didn't get into, the, first of all, there's no money in owning a Supercross team. Yeah. You know, selfishly, one of the reasons why I started it was because I was in the much later part of my career and it was a way to keep me out in the public so that I could keep my endorsement deals coming through. So like that was my selfish piece out of it. Okay. But each year we would build the budgets on getting the best mechanic, the best rider on what we had. So there was never any money to be made. A mechanic can make your rider faster. Yes, by the standpoint of, if you notice like the next time you're watching Supercross and if they're talking about a rider and his mechanic, the mechanic, and I'm not taking it away from his craft. I mean, he is there to keep the motorcycle on the track and in one piece, yeah. but he's also their, you know, their therapist, their big brother. Like these, these riders and mechanics have a bond. Okay. You know, like if you, historically, you'll see a lot of top supercross racers will take their mechanic with them from program to program. Got it. Because they just have this bond. Like, you know, the mechanic can relax the rider on the track when he comes in and he's bitching about his bike. You know, he can say, shut the fuck up, go out and ride the bike. It's the same bike you rode during the week. Right. So like there is that bond. So a lot of times, like when we first brought Ken on the program, he brought Kelly, his mechanic from factory KTM with Cause him. Cause he needed, that's what he Because wanted. that was his bond. Okay. And uh, it, it's a, it's a interesting footprint, but to, you know, not to keep going on about supercross teams. It was some of the most fun times I've ever had because, okay, this is going to be super petty. When I was a supercross racer, I had half sleeve tattoos. I rode for a baggy gear company, which was shift and then flesh, flesh gear. I did it out of the back of my van with two piece of shit motorcycles. No mechanic left, did, did the entire Supercross series on my own. And because of my image and what motocross was going through at that time, I got zero support. I was one of the top privateers my last year of racing Supercross, which is nothing monumental, but it's at least something to kind of get your foot in the door to get on a team. And because of my image and my tattoos and my crazy colored hair and all my shit, I just got no attention. It went that's, against you. It went against me. And that's what forced me into freestyle. Not forced me, but that's what made me kind of turn the corner and focus on freestyle. To come back 20 or 15 years later, owning a team, not only owning a team, but a successful team and a championship winning team 
and seeing those same handful of people in the pits, it was a nice fuck you to you. You know, it's like, <laughs> look at this tattooed scumbag, you know, like yeah. look at me now. And it's petty, but it was definitely yeah. a nice dig. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, to... <laughs> and I'm assuming by then there were a couple other people running around who looked like you had looked 10, 15 years earlier. Well, just the whole industry changed. Of course, yeah, you know, right. ba back in the late 90s, they were trying to go after this clean cut NASCAR image. And it just, you know, some of the guys played by the rules because they had to. And some of the guys, you know, which basically was the freestyle contingent spinoff, were like, fuck you guys, we're going a different direction. Hmm. So you mentioned that Alicia's on tour again? Or no, um, she's doing some one off of uh some one off shows. Around she, the world though, right? Um, I think mostly just in America. I, I know she's doing Bottle Rock up in Napa, uh, the end of May and a couple of one off shows. She's just kind of slowly gearing the machine up. You know, I, I I think she was wanting to go back on tour this year, but with venues and COVID and all this kind of craziness, I think she was just like, Let's slow roll this thing. Now that your kids are older and they go to school, you can't take them with you, correct? Yeah, that's, you know, that's a conversation that we've been having. Like, you know, it was one thing when Willow was, you know, seven and Jameson was three or two or three. It was a little different dynamic. And now we're still trying to figure out that that how that's going to work. But like homeschool, um, I think ultimately what we'll probably do is have her really focus on the summertime and the month of November. Yeah. So she can go do, you know, hit the road through the summer, bring the kids with, you know, obviously myself. That way it's not really affecting their, you know, schooling is schooling, but the social aspect of schooling, I think is what's really important for my kids at this point. Right. So we're kind of dancing with how it's all going to work out, but we really want our kids to be in school and live that. Is know, there a chance lifestyle. that she goes on the road and you stay home? Um, there might be some of that, but nothing for a length of time. All I mean, right. you know, like my, my daughter's really into uh, acting and singing now. Like, she's, oh, yeah, yeah, she's doing all of her local uh, school plays and all oh, that stuff. Shit. So, <clears throat> you know, we want, you so know, she already sings good. She does. Yeah. She was adorable on that. Was it a Disney Christmas? Yeah. Thing? That Disney so Christmas cute. thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, and she was good. Not just cute. She was. No, she's yeah. uh, she's got her mom's shops for sure. I'm nice. a little nervous about it, but she's definitely got her mom's shops. So does that mean she can't ride a motorcycle? She can. Right. Yeah, both my both. kids. Yeah, both my both kids skills. been riding since they were three. You don't want them to race or anything, right? No, right. No. Yeah. no. I want them to ride, have fun, you know, learn it. But I am not trying to go. I be love a having mini that. dad at fifty. Yeah, it's a weird <laughs> thing to want your kid to go through that. It's just hard. It's it's a hard path, especially nowadays with four stroke motorcycles and the speeds and the injuries. I mean, I want my kids to try new shit to turn me onto. You know, like yeah. like my kids love racing BMX. Do we throw the bikes in the back of the pickup truck and go to the BMX track? Yeah, my brother's daughter uh, is like Victorian state champion and she beats boys. Yeah. She's like a BMX <clears throat> champion. That's oh, great. You know, and there's, you know, I think for women, there's a future. There's the Olympics. You know, there's other things uh, to yeah. do. <clears throat> I feel so bad for women motocross riders because there's not really an end game for them and it's a shame. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm I'm kind of pushing them to surfboards and golf clubs and tennis rackets, things of that sort. Yeah, ones that don't hurt as much. Yeah, like we'll go trail ride all day long. You know, I I built them a motocross track in my property. We can do that for fun, but I do not want my kids to see gate drops. Yeah, because you know it's it's like a it's like an addiction. Yeah, and it's so dangerous. Yeah, it is. And I don't want to sound like that archaic dad that, you know, being a hypocrite that my kids can't do what I did. I mean, if if they caught fire, so be it. I was going to say, if my kid wanted to, then yeah, sure. Exactly. I'm but not going to deprive them, but I'm not pushing it on them. Yeah. Yeah, Have you guys just like brainstormed non-athletic hobbies for like your 60s? Like esports champions? You mean video games? Yeah. No, I don't mm. really like video games like either. that. You'd anyway. be back in the X Games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll both have more popularity in the x games as a gamer than we will as athletes isn't that awesome that's really sad <laughs> yeah i feel like to me comedy is what i'm gonna try and do yeah it's like i said it makes you nervous and you don't get hurt and if my arm doesn't work I'm pretty sure it'll still hold a microphone or you can and do that stands. janet jackson there you True. Go. just have floppy arms on the side hey guys yeah. two girls walk into a bar yeah <laughs> bob dole did great with that pen you can yes yeah, so i'll hold a pen 
What a terrible day where I, I have know. a pen to like reveal that my hand does not work. You guys might be back in the X Games. I saw that scientists uh, brought dead eyes back to life. They're rejuvenating, rejuvenating dead organs. Hmm. So given, I'm going to need some fresh eyes soon. Yeah, given 15. How are your years, eyes? Can you see? I'm fine at distance, but dude, up close, I'm feeling my age. Isn't uh, that a, an awesome day? The first time you sucks. do, you know that thing that you notice old people doing when you're little. The like this. The first time you the, do that. The the uh, flashlight on the phone on the menu at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Super awesome. Super cool. <laughs> Fucking hate that. I have to have my daughter do like uh -huh. the tip and the adding because I can't see the damn receipt because I, I refuse to wear glasses. Yeah. I'm just going kicking and screaming. Okay. You know why? Because yeah, I want to know if, why. if I get too used to them, I actually have to use them in my shop when I'm building a motorcycle because yeah. everything's at hand distance. Yeah. I forget everything. Like I literally have one of those iPhone tracker things on my wallet so that I don't lose my wallet. I, I carry nothing but a wallet and a phone. Because I'm gonna fucking leave readers everywhere. Do you think that um, from hitting your head a lot that you might there's something like that? Yeah. Oh wow. I think I have a lot of lot of residual effects from concussions. How many have you had? Um, probably around ten ish, but five of them were sleepers. Right. You know, out for two three minutes. Yeah. Weird how those ones. Yeah. Are noticeably different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can take a little bell ringer, but right. the ones where you're snoring and then you're 10 second Tom for the yeah. second half of the day. It's not cool. Those aren't fun. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. They get a little spooky when you can't remember the person's name that you're talking to or yeah. a phone number to call someone to tell them you're okay. Yeah. Yep. That's bad. Yeah. But when it's not that bad, <laughs> these two are like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I think six months ago, I hit my head at Tony's and broke my helmet open. And I felt myself. I was like, I'm out. And then I hear him and I'm like, why, why are you here? I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, I know what happened. And then I could feel my brain almost going out again. And it scared me. Was it this yeah. one? Yeah. Dude, I have to say, though, you know, again, we've been friends a long time. Idiot. I'm stoked <laughs> to see you skating again. Yeah, I'm I really... I know there was a big gap yeah. there where you were over at Nantai, which is understandable, but it's good to see you skating again. I'm really having a good time, too. It's good. That's I would say I'm probably having more fun now than I... I can't... You know, I mean, from the beginning when I wasn't pro, those were probably the best times, yeah. but I'm, I'm really having fun. And the, you know, Tony's ramp, and there's a bunch of people that are from my era that are on the ramp with me. Yeah. So it's like, can you... Look at us, dude. This is hilarious. Yeah. It's so fun. We're all... Like, oh, watch out. I mean, it's been an hour and a half. We're kind of tired now. Like things that are said that are. Yeah. That he not, didn't that say you as didn't a say. youth. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't show your weakness as a youth. But it's. I'm not tired. Yeah. But it's cool to to accept it, you know, because that's what it, it. But we're still here. Like, I, mean, I am tired. And if I fall, I'm going to get way more hurt than usual. But we're here. God damn it. You know? Yeah. I, I know I talk about being old a lot. And like you brought up a minute ago, I'm old for a motocrosser's body or action sports yeah. body. But I will tell you, 30 sucked because, because I've been doing motocross actively for so long. In my 30s, and all the hot and heavy kids were like in their 20s, mid-20s, whatever, I was distinctly the older rider. Like I was the grandpa of motocross. Oh. But when I hit 40, it was like something clicked where it's like, oh, wait. Like, like I, I've seen some of my friends from high school, you know, occasionally, like when I go back to Vegas. After hitting 40... And they have these bellies yeah. and they're just like miserable and out of shape. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm doing this thing right now. Like 40 is not so bad. Yeah, there is a, a, a pocket where if you don't maintain, the body does start to give up dramatically. Dramatically. It's a fight for sure. Yeah. And if you've maintained, it's kind of like when you see those old guys that have abs and their face is just old as fuck. That guy wasn't out of shape until today. Like that guy's been in reasonable condition his whole life. And then when he got real old, he was like, fuck it, I'll turn it up yeah. and stay shred. Exactly. That, yeah, I feel like it helps if you have a background in it. Like if you've always been out of shape and you're like, I'm getting fit at 45, that's going to be a fucking hard road. Real hard. Big B's went through it. Yeah, how's he doing? He had a heart. He's doing great. Yeah, he had a valve replaced in his heart. But he's good now. He's good. Yeah, like right at the start of COVID, um, he got on a full health kick. Like he's always eaten really well. Like for a, a big dude, you know, fat dude, whatever you want to call him, you would think he eats like garbage. He doesn't. He eats pretty clean. 
but he's never had the piece of exercise in there. Okay. And uh, right when COVID started, I I had an extra, you know what a skier is? Yeah, I've seen him on it. So yeah, I got I gave him that skier, I wrote him a program and he lost 60, 62 pounds Shit. since jumping on. And then he got his heart fixed. <clears throat> so, uh, and uh, he rides his mountain bike a couple of miles each day, does it. a skier. And then just yesterday, I started getting him uh, up in my gym. We're gonna start putting some muscle on him. Yeah. So, uh, Is he gonna get some abs? I told I don't him think that, that's gonna happen. I showed him a photo, like I, I saw this video going around the dark web of some dude that got a full six pack tattoo, but like done really, really well. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, start lasering now, and then you can get this done. I know because he's you know, whole in a couple of years. Covered, right? Yeah, I was like, dude, start lasering and come back with this, dude. <laughs> Who's the girl com comedian that paints it on every day? Annie? Is it Annie? Oh, uh, Annie uh, Lederman. Yeah. Yeah. Like every day. Paints it on with makeup as a joke or a serious. I don't know because it's she said she shows that she paints it, so like you know it's not real. I don't. I don't know. Or is it a vanity thing or a? Funny I think thing? it's part comedy and part like it, if you don't know her, you do think she has abs. But I see her post weird. on Instagram like painting it in first and showing people how she does it. So weird. I don't get what women are doing to themselves or everybody in general. I was going to say, don't leave, things. don't leave us out. Yeah, I, no. I tried it once. Remember, you did. You guys sent me to some like clinic in Beverly Hills and they spray painted oh, yeah. abs on me. Yeah, didn't work. And no, I wasn't fooling anybody. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're not the guy. No, 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 no. Yeah, I still had flaps. Yeah, I think you got to meet the makeup halfway. Yeah, you got to have at least like some sort of flat belly to spray on. Yeah. You did yeah, not. got to have a no, decent no, no. canvas. You, yeah. will, you can't have abs on a lumpy fat person. Yeah, it just looks like laces on a football. <laughs> oh, that is such a vivid description. You look like a Burger King patty. Just fucking grill marked. That's weird. So after the, what's your plan for, what do you have going besides the racing? I'm just uh, being a dad. Yeah, you know, dad number one, chasing the wife around, and uh, just you know, doing my uh, Indian obligations in motocross. And How's she like, doing? to your point earlier, I'm having like the last five years, I've been having more fun as a you know motocross athlete yeah. than my whole life. Do you think it's because because to me, I've let go of being good. Yeah, and that's what's made it more fun because I my competitive side was always a little bit bummed that I was losing my skills and that there were new people getting better. I was like, man, oh, this is not what I remember. You know, I always remember being one of the guys, but now I'm like, good for you. You know, anybody yeah. that's better. And I just want to go home in my car, not in an ambulance. So it's pretty yeah. easy to have a good day. I don't expect too much of myself. Yeah. I, I kind of went through that in my thirties, like the conversation we had earlier. That was really kind of my transition of like, all right, I can't keep up with the 20 year olds and the double flips and all the shit. But yeah, but to your point now, it's like, you know, I still enjoy like right now I, I do. I'm, I do my motos three days a week. I train six days a week because I want to be in the best shape I can going yeah. to these races so that I don't get hurt. Right. You know, I'm not going to come off the couch, think I'm going to go out and do two 30 minute motos and crash my brains out. That's smart. <clears throat> but <clears throat> when I am in shape and when I am feeling good, I have an absolute blast doing it, you know, and, and still getting to go do trips with Fox and trips with Gas Gas and kind of just still have that little glimmer of a professional career still. It's an absolute blast. I have a, just a ton of fun doing it. Yeah, I'm going to think I'm going to get back into that, too. What's that? Talk about that. I'm going to get a bike. Street or dirt? Dirt. Nice. Come up. Dude, my track is insane. Yeah, I got to. You know, we're going to grow the show a little more. Sirius XM thing was, that was not cool. So right now, like, uh, you know, getting a motorcycle and a truck to drive my motorcycle, it's yep. not in the budget. Yeah. And, uh, and and right now I've got that fight that I want to do. And after, you know, I want to do a couple more things before I start doing that again. But I do think that I have a mindset now because I can tell when I skate, I don't do every now and then I make a mistake and tr and make something and I go, oh, dude, you shouldn't have fucking gone for that. Yeah. But most of the time, if I'm in any trouble, like I think it, it's not necessary. Yeah. You don't have to fucking make everything. If it's not right, get off. Yeah. So I feel like on a dirt bike, I just always had that thing where play safe, play safe, play safe. And then I don't know, fucking 15 minutes later, I'm just, it's fucking gone. Whatever that thought is gone. And I'm, nin, 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 and I'm like, dude. Well, that was always your problem. Like, right. And I'm not saying that as a dig, but like what we were talking about a minute ago, like 
you've probably gotten to the point in your life where <clears throat> you're not going to Paris and thinking you're going to impress everybody as a skater turned dirt bike rider. Right. Like that was your heyday. <laughs> you know, when you go out there and crash your fucking brains out doing jumps, you shouldn't even be attempting. Like I've been there for a couple of them. It's not a pretty sight. You don't have good motocross style. So no. just calm it down. I'll get some gusto though. But now, you know, it's like, now it's like you can be to that point. No, okay, here's my limit. Right. I'm not out here to impress anybody. I'm having a good time and just go have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's, you're right. Yeah. I'm at a level now where I'm like, just ride. Cause I can, I can now enjoy the last couple of times I was riding. I was like, slower is faster. Oh, Work on is. your technique. Absolutely. And it, and that keeps me amused. So I don't have to get into this reckless thing anymore, but I could tell even a, like the last couple of times I rode it every now and then somebody would pass me and I'd, keep up and <laughs> then next thing you know i'm you know he's going over that big one i'm going over the big one i'm like dude if he wasn't here and you were just here by yourself yeah you would just ride it the way you wanted to ride it yeah. not try to do anything that might be pushing it because i have to do that myself you know as i get late into a moto or like a training session you know i literally have to tell myself all right back it down 25 percent, smoother is faster work yeah. on technique and I don't hit the ground and I actually end up going a little faster. Right. Usually. Yeah. I'm looking to that. Well, if you ever get the itch before you get a bike come up, I got a spare bike you can ride and I got a really fun, safe motocross track. I still got on my gears. So that is a thing that can, could be done. Anytime. I didn't give that up. It's all still there. Ready to go. <laughs> Bunch of cobwebs in it. <laughs> couldn't give ready up. to be unpacked. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't give the bag up. No way. Yeah. I'm like, it's not over. It might be over, but. You never know. Just in case. Yeah. I don't feel good about getting a free bag of moto gear right now either. So I'll hold on to it. There you go. Thanks for being on the show, dude. Thanks for dude, coming all this way. All it's good. fucking really cool. If there's any, where, is there a website? Like, where do you go to check out Carrie Hart? And yeah, just a couple things. Uh, um, so as it pertains to my charity, you know, anybody that has a motorcycle, we're doing one ride in the Central Coast, uh, starting in Santa Barbara on June 4th. Yeah. It's open to anybody with two wheels and a license. Um, again, those proceeds are for uh, Veterans and Infinite Hero. And secondly, we'll be doing a ride in Sturgis, South Dakota during the rally. So if you're out there, if you can't make a ride, if you go on our website, you can purchase an entry for a veteran. We'll send you a limited edition hat so you don't have to ride, don't have to be involved with it, but you can put a smile on a vet's face for the day. Nice. And then um, also check out, feel free, um, discount code HEART40, give you a 40% off your first order. Or... You could use Alice 40 and get the same discount. Yeah. Because it's, it's you can only do it one time. Yeah, one so time. So one time, do Heart 40. Yeah, you got two time, discount codes. There you go. You're fucking welcome, assholes. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, dude. Love Thanks. you. All right. Don't die. If you want more of Jason Ellis show, sign up for their Patreon at patreon.com slash ellismate for a two-hour show every Tuesday and Wednesday. To watch full episodes of The Jason Ellis Show, subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash The Jason Ellis Show. And don't forget to follow the crew on Instagram at Wolfmate, at Tollywood, at Kevin Craft, at Underwearwolf, and at The Jason Ellis Show. Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bedsheets or skincare, Shopify's with you every step of the way. Now, open your eyes. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.